Welcome to Japan Crime Desk. Thank you so much for joining us for our first ever episode. Tomoko and I are two preschool teachers that live in rural Japan. And I've always been very interested in true crime, and I feel like I know quite a bit about American true crime, but as I'm sure many foreigners don't know, <laughs> there's actually quite a bit of Japanese true crime as well. So we decided to do a bit more digging on that. And I hope you enjoy this episode and join us for more in the future. I'm Christy. I'm Tomoko. And you're listening to Japan Crime Days. So, our first ever episode today is about the murder of Lindsay Hawker. Lindsay Hawker was a 22 year old university student from Coventry, England. She had just graduated university with a bachelor's in biology and wanted to do a bit of traveling and make some money before she pursued further education. So, she decided to start applying to English teaching jobs in Japan. Lindsay was brought to Japan with a visa to teach at the school Nova, which was at the time one of the biggest English schools in Japan. Yeah, very, very big company, and then there are a lot of Nova schools in all over Japan. It's very famous. Yeah, so in October of 2006, she was placed at one of the schools in Tokyo. So she moved over and she lived in a house with some other foreign roommates.、Mm. For about five months, she's really enjoying Tokyo, doing posting on Facebook, talking with her family a lot, really doing all of the things you kind of do when you move to a big city. And as many foreigners feel in Japan, Lindsay felt very, very safe. Lindsay is enjoying her time in Tokyo for the first five months that she's living there. On March 20th, 2007, Lindsay is taking the Tozai train home at around midnight. While she's on the train, she kind of notices that this guy is staring at her, which I will say is not super uncommon in Japan. No, not common at all. Especially if you're a foreigner. Back in 2007,、yeah. there were probably a lot less foreigners than they yeah, are now, yeah, yeah. and so people would stare. stare. People just stare. Yeah, even not, now. <laughs> yeah, even now, just stare. But they don't do anything usually. Yeah. yeah. So I think she just thought it was weird and、yeah. she got off the train, and that's when the guy also got off the train and started following her. He approached her and kept saying that she was his English teacher, which was very confusing to Lindsay because he clearly was not her student. But he was so insistent that she was his English teacher and was finding more things to say to, to her, such as, Where are you from? What school did you go to? What did you graduate with? Just asking her so many questions. And eventually she kind of starts to brush him off. She gets on her bicycle to ride away, and the man is running next to her and continues to talk to her and try to ask her questions while she's biking home. Oh my gosh. Which for me would be so, so scary. scary. And I think she probably felt that way too. Yeah, of course. I feel like. I don't know, maybe I would have felt like, oh, he's probably harmless. Like, poor guy just wants to talk to me or something. Yeah, but. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to hurt his feelings, but. I will bike as fast as I can. <laughs> maybe he's a fast runner, too. Yeah. <laughs> so Lindsay's biking home and he's running after her. And eventually she gets to her apartment and he asks her if he can have a glass of water because he's so parched. So Lindsay, being a kind person, offers to give him a drink upstairs. So together they enter her apartment 
and they're talking for a bit and he's asking if he can have lessons with her and at first she's a bit reserved about giving lessons and then eventually she agrees for uh, 3,500 yen to give him a lesson in the coming week and uh, they both agree on that and he does a sketch of her on a napkin which you saw the sketch what do yeah. you think about it yeah it wasn't good <laughs> <laughs> not a great sketch it's just a, a little pencil scribble sketch of her like profile face next to it he wrote his email address he wrote his phone number and he wrote his name which was Tatsuya Ichihashi. On the picture, he wrote his email address, as I said before. The email address was whitelover at hotmail.com, <laughs> which I think is a bit of a strange email address. He must like white women. White women. <laughs> <laughs> that should say it enough right there. According to the Telegraph, Lindsay wrote on Facebook to her family, Love you lots. Don't worry about the guy who chased me at home. Just crazy Japan, miss you, XXX. And that was the last post Lindsay ever made. Wow. On March 25th, just a few days later, Lindsay showed up to the coffee shop where she had agreed to meet Tatsuya for their English lesson. During the lesson, they're doing it and everything seems fine and they're even seen on surveillance camera and it all seems fine. She doesn't seem like she's feeling threatened by him or anything like that. And so then, when it comes time to pay, he tells her that he does not have the money to pay her, which immediately I would be annoyed, annoyed. to say the <laughs> least. Very annoyed. He convinces her to come to his apartment and he has the money there, which, hey, you want to get paid. I'd want to get paid too if I just did work. So Lindsay agrees and they taxi, maybe a 10 minute taxi ride over to his house. Once there, Tatsuya tells the taxi driver to wait because Lindsay's going to come right back down. So they go upstairs to his apartment the taxi driver waits, and he waits, and he waits for about seven minutes, and no one comes down, so he just, the taxi driver figured that they forgot about it or that they changed their plans, and so he drove off. And that was the last time Lindsay Hawker was seen alive. That night, when Lindsay didn't get home from her shift, her roommates were immediately on high alert. They thought something was very weird. They knew that she was going to meet this creepy guy, so they notified police. However, the police did not take the first call about Lindsay's disappearance very seriously. Whether that was because she's a foreigner or what, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Again, Japan is a very safe country, so they don't really take it seriously. Like especially if that person is adult. Right. Like if it's kid, maybe yes. Like kidnap mm. can be happened. But it's adult, so maybe they might like she's drunk. And also like she just the roommate called right after she disappeared, right? Yes. Maybe police were like, oh, let's just wait. Yes, like, exactly. Or maybe yeah, her yeah. Japanese wasn't very good. It might have been lost in translation yeah, as well. We don't really happened. know why exactly, but the police did not take it seriously, and there was no follow-ups that were made about that initial report. The next day, Lindsay doesn't show up for work again, and that's when her work notifies police that something is wrong because Lindsay had a great track record with oh. work. She was never late. She always showed up on time, and so that kind of tipped off Nova that something was wrong. So they notified her family and then they notified the police. Her family was immediately very, very worried that something had happened because she is always in constant contact with her family. So, and she had told them about this meeting yeah, with this yeah, guy yeah. that followed her on a bike and they thought that it was very, very fishy. So the police go to her apartment and they find the note 
which is extremely <laughs> condemning of <laughs> Tetsuya, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. On this note was the picture of Lindsay that had been sketched out by him was his phone number, his address, his email address, all of their stuff that they could use to find him. So that was basically the only clue that they had at that time. So they went to his house at about 5.40 p.m., which was, again, several hours after the school had contacted them that she was yeah, missing in the first place. Because the, com- the company, the school called police in the morning, right? Yes. Maybe, like when morning or at, around noon. I yeah. So, so, so they were called around noon, and yeah. then... 5.40 is when people are actually dispatched wow. to um, Tatsuya Ichihashi's apartment. So once they're there, I'm not sure if it was just this certain situation or if it's all cases in general. The police could not knock on his door because they did not have probable cause or yeah. enough evidence. And I think it's like a privacy issue. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very private. Japan really like keep their privacy we we think privacy is very important and then if they don't they don't they don't have enough information they cannot go yes and inside. it's all about like you don't want to bother someone yes yeah. i think if they're if, if the person didn't do anything it's very rude yes so so the police do a bit more digging because they do think that he's probably the only person of interest in the case at this time so they do a bit more digging and they find out that a couple years earlier Tatsuya had been in trouble with police because he had tried to snatch a woman's handbag in like the Harajuku district so with that information police finally had enough that they could knock on his door I guess because he had been convicted of a crime previously so they called for backup at about 7 p.m again this is like in yeah. the evening when they were notified in the morning. At 7 p.m., seven more officers arrive on the scene. And by 7.45, the officers are all there, ready to go. So even though the police had a little bit more this time, they still couldn't knock on his door. They had to wait for him to come out so that they could speak to him in public, I think. At 9.45, Ichihashi <sighs> finally opened the door to go outside. Finally, the police were able to speak with him. So once he opened the door, they said... Hi, we're here to talk to you about a missing foreign woman. Tetsuya turned, put the key back in the door as if to lock it, and then bolted. Tetsuya ran down, past the police officers that were waiting downstairs, and ran into the night. While pursuing him, one of the officers was able to grab his backpack, but Tetsuya was 28 years old and super fit, so he was able to escape. Also, in like the kind of more suburban area in Tokyo, I would say that like the... The streets are dimly lit. There's a lot of little alleyways and stuff like that. So it would be very easy for him to get away and hide. He was spotted one more time, but then vanished and they weren't able to find him because he hopped over a fence. The police were later asked why they didn't restrain him. And they said they couldn't do it because there wasn't a full grasp of the details yet. Once the police had finally given up the search of finding him that night, several of the officers were sent upstairs to his apartment to search it. Once they got inside, there was manga comics scattered everywhere. There, It was a super messy house. How you would picture like a bachelor living. Super dirty, probably no sheets on the bed. And then they found Lindsay's handbag scattered on the floor. They do a bit more searching. And one of the officers noticed that the bathtub had been removed from inside of the bathroom and placed onto the balcony of the apartment. Once they went out there, they found that the bathtub had been covered with dirt and sand. And then they noticed that a human hand was sticking out of the bathtub. 
The bathtub contained the body of 22-year-old Lindsay Hawker. She had been violently beaten, bound, and raped, and then placed at the time of her death in the bathtub. The coroner determined that she had been murdered between the hours of 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., which means that she was subjected to torture for hours after their initial meeting at the coffee shop. During the early morning hours of March the 26th, the downstairs neighbors had reported that they heard loud dragging sounds, but I think that they didn't report it because they just thought he was being annoying or something like that. Like, typically, you wouldn't report that. Although I do have friends that have been reported to the police for oh, much, really? much less. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I, I guess his downstairs neighbors were very yeah. easygoing we, people we because they didn't. do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next day... It was also discovered that he had made several trips to the gardening store, and on further examination of the contents of the bathtub, it was there was a chemical inside that was used to decompose waste, which I suppose that he learned because he was studying horticulture at the University of Chiba yeah. prior to his um, Very undoing. smart. And a little bit more about him. He had grown up in Tokyo with two doctors for parents, which I think can be a lot of pressure yeah, growing up. Yeah, Expected to be a doctor. Right. And well. ultimately, that's what he started going to school for. And then he failed his doctor's exams. Yeah. So he switched from a degree in whatever that is to getting his horticulture degree, which is the study of plants. So I think that's how he kind of thought that if he did that, he could decompose her body that way and maybe people wouldn't find out yeah he also had cut off all of Lindsay's hair and put it in a separate bag which is because hair decomposes uh slower than the rest of the wow, body wow he knew it mm-hmm. by march 27th which is two days after Lindsay had disappeared her dad and her boyfriend ryan fly from coventry england to tokyo to formally identify Lindsay's body back in england hundreds of people gather at her memorial service, including the Japanese ambassador. Back in Japan, Ichihashi is still nowhere to be found and completely not on police's radar. They're having a lot of tips coming in, but nothing really is helpful to the police at this time. And this became a hugely popular case because of how odd it was, I think. This kind of thing didn't really happen that often. Not at all. Yeah, even though I was really young, when this happened, I still remember I saw it on the news every day. Yeah, I think it would have been a highly publicized case. Her parents come in and they do a press conference. They're passing out flyers at the train station. They even got shirts made with his yeah. face on it. They had cardboard cutouts. It's heartbreaking to see so these sad. photos of her family trying their best. And with such a language barrier, I yeah. can imagine it would be incredibly frustrating. And of course, the parents, parents don't want to see his face, right? But they put his face on the shirt oh. to make everyone know. Right. Yeah. Because how frustrating is that? There, There's someone out there that murdered your baby girl and he's walking around free as a bird yeah. and you've had no leads. The police have nothing to go off of at this time. So over the next couple months, tips come pouring into police because it is a highly publicized case. There's people saying that they've seen Ichihashi at the nightclubs in the Golden Guy district of Shinjuku. There's people saying that they've seen him in the Philippines. There's people saying that he's being hidden by the Yakuza. Just off the wall tips and nothing is helping police. If anything, it was slowing it down because the police were checking out all these dead ends. And the family is becoming extremely frustrated with what they think is the lack of effort on the police's part. And I think the police are also becoming 
a little bit frustrated at the family. Yeah. So it kind of started to create a divide between yeah. both of them. Also, I'm sure a lot of like call, phone call, police got. Yes, a ton of information because yeah. I think. You know, everyone wants to be in on it. Everyone、yeah. wants to be the、wants、one to, to find him. Yeah, of course,、so, wants to be a hero. <laughs> exactly.、Yeah. Exactly. And so for two years, they had nothing. And the family, even at one of the press conferences, said that the police are no closer to finding Ichihashi than when he slipped through their fingers two years ago. I can't imagine having two years of just not knowing. Can't imagine. Okay, so let's quickly do a little rewind to March twenty sixth. Ichihashi took off running into the night. He stole someone's shoes, and at first he tried to go to one of the train stations, but then it was obviously heavily guarded with police officers because they were all searching for him at this time. So he hid in the bushes. Hello, someone get police dogs up in there. He then stole a bike, probably my bicycle, <laughs> <laughs> and he used it to go to Ueno Station, where he caught a train out of Tokyo. So after he got to the Outskirts of Tokyo, he went to a convenience where he purchased a sewing kit, which he used to <laughs> pierce his nose, which he hoped would alter his appearance a bit. He wanted to kind of make his nose look a bit skinnier. I'm not sure if that worked. I feel like it would draw more attention to him,、yeah. but I suppose not. He also took a knife and, in a public restroom, cut off part of his lower lip to make his lips look a bit thinner because he had. Yeah, that- Thick lip. Yeah, <laughs> he had really thick, noticeable lips, I think, and so、yeah. he was trying to make himself blend in a bit more by cutting off his own lip in a public bathroom. So scary. Can you imagine being the next person to come in that bathroom? <laughs> like, what the heck happened here? Without that, I think another big reason why no one was able to spot him, even though this was such, his face was everywhere on in all the train stations. They had posters of him, and I think a huge reason is because. Pre-COVID, even a lot of people in Japan wear masks、yes. often, and it's not looked at or thought of in any way. Especially in winter. Yes. Like March, it happened in March, right? It's still、right? a bit cold. Still... Yeah, cold. So they wear as a like keeps your breath keeps... <laughs> <laughs> and also keep you warm. Yes. Yeah, yes. I agree. It's very normal. So I think people weren't really able to see him because maybe he was wearing a mask, and also like he really. Just blends in. His face is not super something you would recognize in a crowd.、Yeah. Like he doesn't have any distinguishing features, really. No, he's very Japanese. Japanese face, <laughs> like especially his eyes. Like no eyeline, like no double eyeline.、Mm. Very common Japanese eye. <laughs> yeah, people cannot notice if he is wearing mask. Yes. Yeah. So he's kind of. Wandering around and sleeping in bushes, sleeping out of the public eye, and at some point he has the idea to go it to Okinawa because Okinawa is very different from mainland Japan. Very, I, Okinawa is very isolated from main part of Japan, and then people live in Okinawa. They have their own culture. They have they have their own languages. So different, right? Yeah, and so I would say maybe like. The case wasn't as talked about even in Okinawa, That's true. which I think is what he was relying on. Yeah. So he decides to go to Ohajima Island, which is a little bit off the coast of Okinawa, and it's not even an island that you go to to like stay at the resort there. It's、mm. like a day trip island. Yeah, actually, I've never heard of that island. Maybe just 
a very very small island for like snorkeling yeah. or like just that type of to, stuff it's like a jungle island jungle it's... island really nothing there no electricity no water we have sea but <laughs> no clean water don't drink it yeah no one <laughs> go there and so i think that's what he was counting on and he was right he tried to live off the land for a couple days and then failed miserably so he decided to go back to the mainland of Okinawa, which he got like kind of part-time day labor work. No one recognized him there, maybe because Okinawa people didn't really know about the case or yeah. everyone kind of minds their own business. I'm not really sure, but he was still not recognized or told to police at this time. Yeah. Like also maybe back then, back this time, the TV channel channels in Okinawa are totally different from channels in mainland. Yes. Yeah. And also Another interesting thing about Okinawa, which I didn't know until I was researching this, is Okinawa is the lowest paid prefecture yes, in Japan. Yes, yes. And so typically what you will see compared to normal Japan is like a lot more people do live in poverty in Okinawa, which is very sad, but it's true. Yeah. And I'm not sure really why that is. Yeah, I don't know why, but you don't go there to work. While he was in Okinawa, he wasn't making that much money. So he decided to try to relocate to Osaka. So in Okinawa, there's a ferry that takes you directly from uh, Okinawa to Osaka, which is nice because you don't have to fly. So, and maybe he thought that if he flew, it would be more noticeable for him. Yeah. So he took the he took the ferry. And funny enough, he actually didn't have enough money for the ferry. He just convinced the ferry driver to take him. <laughs> Which, with a sob story, which is actually so rare in Japan, because so I've rare. tried to give sob stories and I have got nothing free ever. So You have to have to pay. Maybe that person was really, really nice. I know, I'm like, hello. <laughs> I don't encounter that very often that people will give you, everyone's nice here, but you don't get yeah. free stuff. No, 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 no. So, he was really lucky. Yeah, so good for him. Yeah. I guess he talked his way into that one. So he gets to... Osaka and he finds a more permanent construction job which actually paid decent money. He was making about 300 yen, 300 yen a month. Oh <laughs> so my <cheap>. god. <laughs> 300,000 yen a month, which is about wow. What? $3,000? Sanju month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so pretty good. Yeah, so really I'm not oh my, hello, that's like, more than I make now. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah, a, yeah, as yeah, a same, teacher same with here. a degree. Hello. <laughs> Why is, hello, what's happening? <laughs> but actually like in big city like Osaka, easy to find a good high salary job without telling bank account. You can get uh, cash. Ah, yeah. Should we, should we quit our job and go be construction workers in Osaka? Let's go. Let's go. Let's Let's go. Worst go. construction workers in history. Just Con- cute. Direct them up. Like, go, go. You lift, can the, lift the pole. You can. You can. Wow, you're I'm so laughing. cool. <laughs> okay, we, di- we we diverged a lot. Let's get back on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So this whole time while he was working in Osaka, right under police nose, no one knew anything about it. And the police still had no tangible leads that they could go off of. And with his newfound pretty big salary, I'm not going to lie, pretty big salary, he was able to start getting more plastic surgery rather than just sewing his own nose. He could actually go to doctors. So he got a nose job. He got cheek implants. He even got his eyelid surgery which I didn't know was a thing that you could do but apparently it's like a popular surgery in Japan and Korea too <laughs> I didn't know it was very, a thing very popular now okay but back then it wasn't so that's interesting you popular. would have thought that it would have raised a bit of 
um, eyebrows. And also, it must have been very expensive back then. Right. Plastic surgery wasn't a big thing in Japan, but this 2000, I mean, yeah. 2000, yeah. Even now, I feel like it's just kind of started to,、mm, and to take off. Still, I think it's still expensive and people do it, but not so much compared to Korea. So he had all these surgeries done and no one recognized him. And I'm not sure if that's because maybe I think sometimes people don't want to be wrong. Even if you think maybe this guy looks like that guy I keep seeing on all the wanted posters in the train station, you don't want to say because you don't want to be wrong. So, also, maybe Japanese personality too. We don't usually speak out.、Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we don't really, like, we think it's none of our business, that、ah, kind of thing. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. So maybe that also played a role in why he was able to elude police for so long. So finally, two and a half years after Lindsay Hawker's murder, her family was staying vigilant, trying to keep her case alive. They were doing press conferences, they were doing all that they could do, and her case was slowly starting to die out. And then Tatsuya Ichihashi decided to go to Nagoya to get further alterations done on his face. And The day after the doctor had done the surgery, he was looking at the pictures again and he just felt that it was wrong. He felt that he had seen his face before, and upon doing more research, he was certain that、yeah. this guy was Tetsuya Ichihashi. Yeah, wow, so, so good. Yeah, also, good for the doctor, when the doctor saw his face, the picture, he noticed the doctor noticed that he has a cuts. He has cuts, like because Tetsuya Ichihashi cut his mouth. Moles? Ah,、uh, yes. By himself, right? It's kind of weird, maybe scar. Yes, and that's, that's what、why. they were saying. So, as we said before, he did have a very, I guess, normal looking face, nothing that would really stand out, except he had these two moles on his cheek. That was something that the police were focusing on a lot. In all of the wanted posters, they had arrows pointing to his moles. And so he took a knife by himself and tried to remove the moles. And that is what tipped the doctor off in the first place was those two strange scars yeah, on his cheek. Yeah, because don't, you don't remove your moles by yourself. Yeah, and, I, and especially a doctor who has studied that would know that that's、yeah. like a self inflicted、yes. uh, cut. So the doctor notified police, and the police immediately were searching for him. And the news got wind of it, said about it in the news. Tatsuya saw that, and he was on the run like that. Cashed his. Paycheck tried to get back to Okinawa, so he was at the terminal, but there was not a ferry at that same night, so he had to wait at the terminal. While he was waiting there, I think one, someone that worked there thought that it was a bit sketchy. Yeah. He was sleeping there and he had his, his hood pulled over, and they got a glimpse of him and they thought that he did look, and especially、yeah. if you're working at a terminal, a Fairy terminal, you would see that wanted poster every single day of your yeah, life yeah, if you're、yeah. working there. And also, I think that I remember the staff, the terminal staff, told him that he had to wait for super long time. Usually, if people have to have to wait there, they will go out, go,、yeah. go eat, or do something outside and they come back. But he stayed the whole time. It's very weird. Yes, and that probably was something that also tipped him off a bit. So they called police. The police come and they asked the guy, What's your name? He answered, I am Ichihashi. After two and a half years on the run, 
Lindsay's murderer was finally arrested and taken back to Tokyo to await trial. He confessed to the assault and rape of Lindsay, but claimed that her death was an accident. He said that he didn't mean to strangle her, he was just trying to keep her quiet. No way. Yeah, with that I'm just like, no, no, no there's way. no way. And the jury actually thought the same thing, and he was convicted of the murder and sentenced to life in prison. During the trial, Lindsay's whole family and her boyfriend were there, and I can just imagine that it would have been so upsetting of course. to be in the same room with him. And especially because he had this big sob story about how he wishes he could bring her back to life and was trying to, you know, address the family. And I just, they, they would have been very strong to be able to sit there strong. and not say anything and keep their cool about it. Yeah, of course. They don't, they don't want to see his face at the trial. Right. And on July 21st, the court agreed that Tatsuya Ichihashi was responsible for Lindsay Hawker's murder, and he received a sentence of life in jail. He's still in there to this day, actually. Good. Wow, <laughs> so long. Yeah. Yeah. Stay there. <laughs> so after three years, Lindsay finally received some sort of justice for her murder. And I, I don't think that it will ever fully be enough, but at least finally the family got some closure. While Tatsuya was in jail, he wrote some book about his, his eluding of the police. And ended up being a bestseller, which made him a ton of money, which he offered to the family as like a, a peace offering. And they, of course, rejected that. And then a movie was made about him in 2013. And the family was not happy about that either. But at least the only good thing to come from this is that Tatsuya will sit in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, he has no choice but die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, nice. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to our, our episode. Thank you. I hope you join us for more in the future. Thank you for listening to Japan Crime Days. See you on the next episode. Matane! <laughs>